millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It all began as a bit of a joke. The writer and journalist John Moallam started recording the walks he was taking near his home on a wooded island in the northwestern US. Welcome to the Walking Podcast. I'm John Moallam. And all you'll hear on walking is the sound of his footsteps, his breathing, perhaps a distant hello when he meets someone else out on the trail, and a short ad or two recorded out in the field. Otherwise, no talk. It's slow audio, the anti-podcast, the opposite of some of those crafted, tightly edited, highly produced, heavily scripted shows you'll hear. Then the influential podcast industry commentator Nicholas Qua wrote a review about walking. More listeners discovered it as a result. And people started looking for more meanings in what John was doing. Was it some kind of mindfulness tool? An antidote to the great busyness that seems to engulf us every single day? Or because John's written a lot about nature, was it all some coded environmental message? I live right outside Seattle on an island called Bainbridge Island, which is where my wife grew up. We live very close to a state park, which is an old military base. It was a, you know, had a long history as a, a naval base, and it's, a lot of it's since reverted to woods. So there's a bunch of trails through there, and there's a harbor nearby that used to be a sawmill, and um, there's an old cemetery. There's lots of great places to walk, you know, just in and around my own house, which is why, you know, I've always done that. At one point, I had put a little, like a five-second video on Twitter of water just kind of coming up on a boat ramp, you know, little waves coming up on a boat ramp at a, on a beach near my house. And it was just five seconds of looking at this and listening to the sounds of the beach. And I think I made a joke. I think I even said, you know, this is a trailer from my new walking podcast where you just listen to me walk. And I don't think anyone took it seriously, but people did seem to suggest that it was actually a really good idea. And uh, I've been writing a book for the last year and a half or so, and I haven't, you know, normally I'm a writer with the New York Times Magazine, and so I just haven't really produced anything or felt like I was contributing anything to the world because I've just been holed up in my office writing a book that still won't be out for another year, right? So I don't know, maybe that had something to do with it, but it just seemed like it would be, you know, a, a fun and sort of depressurizing to throw something out into the universe. And I guess that whole process of, of researching a book by its very nature, it's quite a lonely, solitary process. And I'm, in a funny way, is this kind of creating a bit of a community that you kind of interact with? That's the real irony of it. I mean, I've, to be honest, it's like I've tried, I'm a very analytical person, I guess, and I've tried not to really put too much thought into this because that seemed to ruin the point of it for me. You know, like I, at one point I even found myself like being stressed out about 
you know, the walking, like I, I had... Like getting an episode out in time and you had this yeah, production yeah, I mean, schedule. I had once, I had gone off and I didn't realize that I had, I had accidentally must have hit the switch on the recorder and so it had paused. And so I hadn't actually recorded anything, you know, and I was like, you know, I was just, I was angry, right? And it seemed absurd. So, so I'm trying not to, you know, put too much, uh, you know, pressure on it. But, but in terms of what you're asking, I think that, yeah, it's definitely very funny that, you know, I live a pretty solitary life. I go for walks during the day as a break from work, but even that is just more being alone. So it, it, it hasn't been lost on me that like I've gotten some, you know, like social media energy (laughs) from, you know, basically recording myself walking alone has suddenly, you know, made me have a lot more interactions online. That seemed like a, a bizarre consequence of it all, but it's nice. You wrote a book called Wild Ones, didn't you, about interactions between people, particularly Americans, and nature, and you write a lot about the environment. And and it doesn't seem like there's any shortage of people who are trying to project a meaning onto what you're doing. But is there an environmental message here as well, or or is that overreaching? I mean, I guess there is. I mean, I just, I happen to live in the woods. So if anything, you know, I used to live in San Francisco for a long time. And one thing I really miss about living in San Francisco was that I could go for a walk in the middle of my workday and there was all of the energy and people of a city around me. And so it's a bit of a, as much as I like walking in the woods, it's also a bit of a drag <laughs> that, you know, all I've got is kind of nature now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think there's something that maybe it's less about why I'm doing it, but I think maybe that's a, a reason why people are responding to it. I mean, I do find that there's a real allure of, you know, for, and I had it too when I lived in a city of people who, you know, are living in cities and spend all day in an office or at a computer. There is a real allure to imagining that you, you know, trade it all in and, you know, go somewhere in the, in the woods. And so I don't know, I guess, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be cynical about it. I think like if that, if I can provide some of that (laughs) solace vicariously, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I mean, I guess the other thing that occurs to me is when you have so many very highly produced, and I'll use the word busy podcasts out there, you know, things like Radio Lab, and which are great, but they're quite, they're heavily produced. There's lots of sounds going on. This is like slow audio, isn't it? This you just can just wash over you. You don't necessarily have to concentrate that much or, or um, engage with it too much. You can, you, it can kind of be whatever you want it to be, I suppose. As a listener. Yeah, I think it's sort of background noise. I mean, in the same way that I like to go for a walk in order to think, you know, sometimes I'll take a break from work and then go on a walk with a sort of to-do list of problems to work out in my head. <laughs> I think there's something to just the momentum you get when you're walking that can help you reorient your mind around a problem. And, and so maybe... I don't know. I'd like to think that maybe, you know, just the sound of someone walking might also generate some of that advantage. But but yeah, I think it is it has been interesting for me to hear people saying that they're listening to it while they work, because I don't know. Would you listen to that while you're working because it's helping you in some way? Or are we just also accustomed to listening to stuff all the time? And then we find that there's situations where we can't listen to something like Radio Lab, and so we need to fill that space with something that's less intrusive. I don't, I don't really know. I kind of kept thinking of like this Rosak block 
that people were projecting all these meanings onto and you probably just started it as you know quite an innocent endeavor just you know i'm just going to go for a walk and see what happens yeah what's well, interesting i mean you know it's it is really fun to just make something without really being concerned about how it hits people i mean it's the complete opposite of what i do most of the time you know i mean it, when you're editing a piece of writing all you're thinking about is you know how you're going to put a particular point across to an audience how you're going to bring them along through an argument or a series of emotions or a narrative and uh it feels you know it's a i don't know in some sense it 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 feels like a nice break from all that and uh I, you know it's nice to have something like that in my life you do have adverts though don't you you have to yeah you have to have <laughs> ads right <laughs> otherwise is it a real a real podcast muscle is a noir novel in wild collapse Violence jostles with boredom. Thugs try to cut off an already missing ear, and a mind is possessed by either time travel or insanity. Yeah, I thought that would just be f- funny, you know, and uh, and and actually, like, you know, I'm not getting rich off it, but it's kind of nice to have a tiny bit of, you know, I took my wife out to dinner the other night on a <laughs> walking podcast ad ad sales. So there you go. You're riding this podcast wave, aren't you? Oh, yeah. You know, Gimlet can have however many hundreds of millions of dollars and we, you know, got to have uh, hamburgers. So, (laughs) pretty. you know, you can only scale up from there. Because you take a photo of the place that you're reading the ad, don't you, which is going to typically a bush, near a bush or a tree. It's, It's kind of funny. Muscle Again is out 7th of February in the United Kingdom and is an extremely special offer. American listeners to The Walking Podcast can go to muscle.alantrotter.com backslash walking for an apology that the book is not out in America. It sounds like such an easy and simple idea to go out with recording gear while you're going for a walk and just record the sound of you walking, but it made me laugh. Some of the listeners were saying you were walking too fast that you had an interaction with someone that, you know, kind of freaked them out a bit. So it's, it's clearly not as easy as it sounds. Well, I mean, it's pretty easy for me because I don't really care about any of that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I was shocked uh, with the first episode. So what happened with the first episode was I, I literally just turned on the recorder and walked out of my house. And as soon as I got to the first, you know, in the network of trails, there was a, a couple walking on the trail ahead of me and they were talking you know, extremely loudly. And, uh, you know, uh, it was the first time I'd done this. And I, don't, I don't know that I have any expertise now that would have helped me deal with the situation better, but I wanted to get away from them. And so I chose to just walk as fast as I could so that I would pass them and get them out of the, the microphone range as quickly as possible because I didn't want you to just hear them talking for, you know, the first 10 minutes or something. And the result was that I was just, like, really, you know, hauling ass. And, uh, it, you know, t- when I put it out, just Twitter was – I was just being bombarded with uh, criticisms of Slow how fast I was walking. I was – yeah, exactly. It was making people tense, and uh, it was sort of a you know a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. So maybe I should have just explained into the microphone what I was doing, you know, and that maybe would have calmed everyone down. But uh, you know, rookie mistake. I saw another lovely suggestion too. Someone was saying that they found that if they listen to your podcast at double speed, they can use it for jogging as well. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, maybe you could do it at half speed. It'd be a crawling show. I don't know. You know, the possibilities are endless. Thanks for coming on the walk. That was nice. 
John Mualam, the host of The Walking Podcast. And you can find a link to that if you go to rnz.co.nz forward slash podcast hour now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.